0: Happy New Year, and welcome back to another episode of Financial Fitness. This is Season 2, and in Season 2, we're going back to the basics. Stick around. Happy New Year, everyone. It is 2022. It is Season 2, and you are here with Donald Raymond, host of Financial Fitness. I'm excited to get this year started, to get this season started. You heard me say in the intro, we're going back to the basics, and I really mean basics. We're going to cover exactly what income is, what expenses are. We're going to talk about, yes, the budget, and we're probably going to talk about the budget a lot, but that's with good reason. The budget becomes the backbone to everything, all of the choices, all of the strategies, all of the tangible, applicable skills and tools and resources and scenarios that we're going to be talking through. And I'm going to try to unpack through the year Uh, The the, I hope the episodes don't get, you know, don't get too boring Uh, I'm going to do my best not to let that happen. I've got some ideas, and and I've already done some interviews that are that are going to help. I think bring a little bit of contrast to this season that I didn't have last season. And um and 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 you know last year, last season, season one, it was really all about kind of setting the stage and and giving you guys insight into where my heart is when it comes to financial fitness and financial coaching and what I really hope to be providing as a as a value to you guys. And so That's what I focused on, and, and, and I told you that my goal is to motivate and inspire you. I, I am motivated and inspired by you, and so my goal is to motivate and inspire you in return. As I go through coaching sessions, even through difficult conversations and uncomfortable conversations, I see motivation, I see inspiration from each and every one of you that I talk to, And and I find perspective and a refreshed energy, sort of a a rekindled fire, a flame, to want to go out and do more of this. And it's because no matter where you are in your financial journey, no matter what experiences you've had, good or bad, you have unique experiences, you have unique needs, you have a unique story. And so your financial fitness plan is unique to you. So I don't want to go too far down that road yet. Uh, other future episodes are gonna cover that in more detail. Um, so I'm really holding myself accountable to staying uh, you know on my list on my agenda. I want to keep these episodes to 20 minutes like I did last last season. That seemed to work really well. I got a lot of good feedback about the time frame, um, you know, easy to listen to, good pace, and so I, I want to keep that going. Um, so, back to the basics. Where do we start? Well, we got to start with the income. Because if you're like me, a lot of us started, and you heard me say, I think it was in episode six, maybe it was five, you heard me say that many of us learn to budget the expenses first. And so what I've learned is that that is not wrong, but it is backwards as far as how I approach the idea of budgeting and how I, and how I have been trained to and certified to teach budgeting to my clients as, as a certified financial coach. And so going through that process gave me a new view, a new, gave me new insight and a new appreciation For what it means to really make a good budget and where to start. And it all starts with your income. Now it doesn't matter, and I need to say this, and I need to be very clear, that it does not matter how much money you make. We just need to know how much we're working with. It's like any other transaction. If you know how much something costs, then you know how much money you need to buy it. Well, by contrast, if you know how much money you have, then you know how much money you can spend on the things that you need first and then prioritize the things that you want. And in time, you will satisfy all of the needs and all of the wants on that list. The things that get in the way are the distractions and all of the offers and all of the uh, suggestive commentary around this idea that you can borrow your way to a better financial future. So we need to just, we need to just let that uh, lie and let that, that myth go for purposes of this discussion because it just has no place. It does not fit. And if we allow that idea into any of this strategy into any of this conversation as a truth, it will erode the value and the impact of the strategy that I'm going to be laying out, which is to work with the income first. So stay with me I know i've I've stayed on this point uh, for at least the last three minutes, but but it's important, and so I, I'm laying the groundwork and the foundation, if you will, for what it means to start with your income. And what it means is that you now have a fixed amount, a finite amount of money within a certain time cycle, whether that's once a week, every two weeks, twice a month, once a month, once a year, whatever it is for you. However, however you get paid, however you receive income, whether it's consistent or chaotic, you know with some amount of certainty how much you can expect to have within a certain time frame. If you're like me, I know how much annually I I target as far as income goes. And as I run and manage my business, I look for ways to satisfy those goals and I try to make realistic goals. So I budget within those goals and I track my progress and I hold myself accountable to those standards. And whether that means spending more time coaching or spending more time teaching or leveraging some of my other skills in production, audio production, uh, or even book narration, I find ways to generate revenue that I can bring in throughout a given time frame that allows me to make a budget. Now, in our household, it's, it's myself, my wife, and my son. And so we have an expense, obviously. Our son is an expense. We have a home. That's an expense. So we have our known expenses. Income-wise, though, both my wife and I work. I am self-employed, and she is traditionally employed. So she has a much more consistent income. Now, in our home, we manage our finances together. All of the money comes in, to, in through one funnel, and it all uh, gets utilized in a very intentional way through one shared budget, um, and for those of you that that think that maybe that makes it difficult to buy each other gifts uh, or keep anything a secret, uh, you know, when you're trying to have a surprise for a vacation or you know if it's going to be one of those big gifts for Christmas and things like that, uh, yes and no. So just because we have a shared account does not mean we know what each other is spending every dollar, every penny, every cent. The shared account is just where the money lives. The the budget is where all of the activity and all of the funds live. And we allocate a certain portion of that money for gifting and for, for just fun money. We call it fun money and we each have our own funny money and we don't know what we're spending, what what each other is spending in those categories. So, so yes, it is intentional and yes, every penny is uh, tabulated is accounted for, but no, we don't, slap each other on the wrist every time a charge is made or challenge somebody for going out and getting a cup of coffee or anything like that. So because we're being proactive with our budgeting, it takes the pressure off the response to being reactive because of an incomplete or a budget that was built with a lack of strategy. And I'll go into more of what that means. But because we start with the income, and we know how much income to expect through a given time frame, we are able to operate within those boundaries and operate within a budget that meets our needs and gives us some flexibility to satisfy some of the wants. I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions, but I am a realist and I know that most of you are. And this is not a criticism, it's just an explanation as to why I didn't launch the podcast with this particular episode. It's because I know the best way to get a running start, with suggesting a new way to handle finances and your budget, is to make it part of your resolution for this year. We all have something that we want to improve on, and the infamous New Year's resolution is responsible for many of those desires to get some initial focus in any new year. I'm sure it's no surprise that many of the resolutions documented from year to year are fitness goals. So this year, I bring you a new type of fitness goal. A financial fitness goal. Make this the year that you forever take back your decision rights when it comes to your money and put it to work in ways that you never thought possible. You can, and with the principles that I have already outlined in Season 1, and we'll discuss more in future episodes throughout 22, you can achieve a financial fitness level you probably wouldn't have expected if left to follow guidance from the local banker or the credit card company marketing about how many bonus points you can earn if you use their card over somebody else's. Physical fitness takes effort to achieve results. And and financial fitness is no different. Anyone who knows me at all has heard me say that the best way to get results, whether physical, financial, or behavioral, is to develop consistency and sustainability. If I asked you to lift a thousand pounds today, most of you would struggle with that request. And if I asked you to save a million dollars this year or stop cracking your knuckles forever right now, for those of you who have that bad habit, you would struggle with those requests. All of these requests are possible, and they've been completed by someone, even many people, before. But I would guess that for most of you listening, and for me, these all sound unrealistic. So if I left you with that goal and no other instruction or plan, then I have neither created consistency nor sustainability. It's possible that some of you could muster the necessary strength to lift the 1,000-pound weight, but you would likely be injured during the process, and so that would not be sustainable, in that you would forever be at a disadvantage both from the injury and the mental reminder of what happens when you performed the task. Even the money is possible to obtain quickly if you win the lottery or benefit from an inheritance, but without proper guidance, you will not be able to invest the money well and will likely not create sustainable wealth as a result. Behaviors are the same, in that you can certainly stop for a time, but without proper motivation and purpose to prevent the behavior from starting again, you will find yourself popping and cracking your knuckles without a thought as to the need or the desire to stop. When we talk about financial fitness, there needs to be proper framework, inspiration, and motivation to help create a desire and a reward for the effort that is associated with achieving your financial goals. If you exercise and eat well, you will be rewarded with how you feel and look. You will see benefits in other areas of your life as well. Financial fitness often is reflected in physical fitness for this very reason. As you start to take control of your finances and you see the rewards for your effort, you find a synergy in the mindset it takes to achieve your financial goals as well as your physical goals, and you naturally start to eat better and find time for the gym or another physical activity that was missing from your routine. This can be seen both ways. Sometimes a client will have started with a physical wellness goal, and it mutates into financial gains. And other times I see the reverse, where they have focused on finances and started to improve their health-related habits as a result. Either way, there is no denying the connection between healthy physical habits and healthy financial habits. It was this observation that inspired me to launch this podcast and to call it Financial Fitness. I had noticed others having success and had tried to create my own ways to achieve the same goals, but not follow the same standards. I am sure you can guess how well that turned out. Let's just say that it was a humbling experience for me. It was when I found myself almost 30 hours a week staring at a windshield that I started to take my physical health more seriously. There is nothing worse for your health than a combination of endless driving, fast food, and gas station snacks. I also started to listen to a podcast called Entree Leadership, and this was my introduction into Ramsey Solutions. And it became the push that I needed to take back control over my money and my health. I was finally starting to connect the mindset of success with examples in my own life that were both physically and financially motivated. I started to slowly flex some of those muscles, and I saw immediate results. But anyone who has gone through this process knows that a few weeks in the gym and on a good diet will get you fast results, But it's temporary, and the initial benefit usually isn't enough to cause a lasting change. Most often, we revert back to our original behavior after deciding that we have achieved the goal and no longer need to push ourselves to maintain this new discipline. You all know how this story ends. We quickly lose any progress made and revert back to our old lifestyle, only to repeat the same process each year with the same resolution to take it more seriously this year. This is why I reject the notion of the New Year's resolution. Some of you saw a LinkedIn post recently by me that suggested something a little different. I challenged everyone to set goals this year and start mapping a series of steps that will result in moving you closer to your goal. This can be described as a lifestyle change. And now, with a goal that can only be achieved by completing each of the steps in the series, you now have a much longer runway to motivate you throughout the year. This creates consistency. And I have found over the years that consistency is what creates sustainability. So now that we've established that consistency is what creates sustainability, and that a habit or a lifestyle that is built on this principle of consistency or consistent and sustainable goal setting and goal achievement, I hope that you can see how this complements a lifestyle of financial fitness where the budgeting process becomes a consistent catalyst every month in order to help you build a more financially fit program for your personal and household finances. It's easy to see how this would apply to a small business as well. And moving through 2022, we're going to unpack each component of the budget, how to approach it, how to analyze it to make sure that you have the appropriate amount of money in the appropriate place. I'll be sharing some documents that are available, they're free, um, from the Ramsey team, Ramsey Solutions, that gives you some guidelines and percentages that outline how to go about laying out a reasonable budget. How much money should go into housing, how much money should go into food, based on percentages. And that becomes the percentage concept becomes a critical component to success when we look at our overall financial fitness. Basing everything on a percentage means that it doesn't matter how much money you're making, how much income is available. It means that we're going to carve up the income into the same percentages, no matter how much there is. And if we start there and we're consistent with that habit and that strategy over time, you will see improvement that you may not have thought was possible. that's it for season two episode one i hope there was something in there that helps you you know i touched on several different different concepts uh the two main ones i think are obvious but i'm going to recap them here is we're going back to basics right this whole year uh or at least the entire the entirety of season two is going to be dedicated to this concept, this idea of back to basics. We're really gonna strip off the layers and we're gonna get back to the fundamental concepts and elements that make up good financial fitness within household and personal finances. Uh, As I said before, these easily apply to small business owners. And so if you are a small business owner and you operate a small business out of your home, uh, or if you have a local uh, place of business in your hometown, feel free to test these principles in your business as well because a business will thrive if it can manage its finances well good financial fitness in a business for a small business will will create exponential uh, growth opportunities and when applied to your home finances and working together as i described if you've got a home based business and you're working together to manage your home finances and try to balance those with your business finances and figure out where the overlaps are and where they need to be separated, using the same set of principles is just going to be invaluable for you. And I know that lots of you are now in that scenario. I think uh, the last numbers that I saw, more than 30% of American Americans had left their secular jobs. Their Traditional employment status to start and pursue a small business. Now, whether that meant they were starting their own uh, or buying into an existing business, you know, partnership, uh, or just starting some kind of a maker hobbyist uh, job out of their garage or basement, those all count and they all require a certain amount of attention. So, concept number one is going to be Back to basics. We're going to keep it simple and we're going to unpack everything from A to Z when it comes to budgeting and good personal uh, household and small business finance principles. And then the other thing that I hope you heard is this idea of consistency and sustainability. And you heard me kind of unpack an idea or a concept or an example of being consistent and developing goals that are large enough to be broken down into a series of smaller goals and then rather than just have this wild uh, general new year's resolution you now have a very specific goal that's large enough to be broken into smaller goals that will help you move closer and closer throughout the year. And if we're setting goals that complement and support our values, and then we take actions that move us closer to our goals, now we have, we're have we breeding this habit of consistency. And you heard me say, consistency creates sustainability. And with sustainability, you can continue To build on these good habits and improve your financial fitness every day, every week, every month, all year long.